are listening to Thulos, a podcast of the Ephesus School Network. Thulos explores servant leadership as an Orthodox Christian. I'm Holly Benton, your host and executive director of the Orthodox Christian Leadership Initiative. My guest today is Salimi Corey, a supply chain manager for a large retail corporation based in Minneapolis and a member of St. Elizabeth Orthodox Church in St. Paul, Minnesota. Salimi recently served as parish council president at St. Elizabeth, which happens also to be my home parish. And I must say, she's done a great job leading the parish council and helping us function even more as an effective team, which is our topic today. Salimi served a full three-year term as parish council president while she was in her 20s a rare occurrence we find among our Orthodox parishes today. Salimi, welcome. I'm really excited to be interviewing you today. Thanks, Holly. I'm excited to have the opportunity to be able to speak on the podcast today. Salimi, first off, I'd like our listeners to hear from such a young parish leader what it is that draws you into serving the parish as you do. How did you move into this position at such a young age, and what have you learned through the process? I think I definitely moved into the position a little bit out of demonstrating, I think, some skills and ability to handle some administration work of the church at a time when it was needed in balance with also kind of being approached by the parish leadership at the time. So I think a time where I kind of started to step into the parish council role as president at St. Elizabeth was a time when we were actually moving churches. So we were moving from sort of a rented space in a suburb to more of own space in a more urban environment. And there's a lot of coordination that had to happen with the move and some of the work on the building after the move, knowing that we're moving into like an older and larger space that required some repairs and updates. And so I kind of stepped up informally at first into some of the administration work, like I mentioned, and just trying to make sure we were communicating different needs and updates about what was going on at the church in regards to the events required to kind of do the work on the building. We had started using a digital platform to do all of that. So it was kind of an early adapter in that space, had some bandwidth to be able to spend some time doing a lot of the administration work on that platform. And then it happened very closely into that experience that I was approached by our parish priest, Father Mark at the time, as well as the the serving parish council president at the time was sort of a recommendation from them that they thought I might be a good fit to kind of serve next in that role. Started informally supporting a lot of the communications for the church and sort of our digital platforms. And then more formally, as I kind of joined the parish council, and now I'm continuing to um, serve in a different capacity on the parish council in, in my next role. So what have you learned through the process after having completed three years in a full term as president? I think the most eye-opening thing is just like all the work that goes on behind the scenes. I think before being involved in the parish council directly, my interactions at church were just a little bit transactional, meaning like I'd show up and everything was kind of ready between like from a liturgical standpoint to an event standpoint, everything was kind of set and ready and you didn't really know how it got there. So everything was prepared for liturgy. Everything was prepared for church school or other community events. Everything was prepared for coffee hour. And you didn't really think twice about how all of that happened. And I think joining the parish council was really that time where the curtain was kind of pulled back. (laughs) And I started to realize all the work that goes into that and start to learn too how people are serving in capacities that you may not know of. 
So you were an early adopter for the digital platform and also an early adopter for the Dulos program. You decided early on after we developed some of the modules of Dulos, the intensive program and servant leadership through the Orthodox Christian Leadership Initiative, that you wanted our parish to be an early adopter of at least one of these modules. And so you had many parishioners take that parish health assessment and finally decided to work on building effective parish leadership teams. Tell me what went into that decision and what were the outcomes you were hoping for? I think overall participating in Dulos was a little bit of a no-brainer for us. We were really excited to do it and we're really excited to get involved in and to support the program. And then in terms of where some of the consideration came more into play was around which module would be the best fit for us. I know early on and in consultation with yourself, Holly, too, you know, we had been weighing a couple of options and some of the options for the modules were more focused on a specific functional area or topic. And I felt like with those other modules, we would only be having involvement from a select few from our parish and kind of drawing back on that experience as parish council president and getting insight into everything that goes on in the church. One thing I realize is like a lot of the work can be very centralized, especially in a small church like ours. You find individuals that are wearing multiple hats and carrying multiple functions alone. And there isn't really a support system there. Should that person need help or sort of planning for should that person need a backup at any point in the future? My concern with some of the modules that were more specialized or more focused is that we would be getting into a situation where we've identified something we want to work on as a group, but only a few of us would be doing that work. And I really wanted to take into consideration when selecting the right module for our group, how we could expand involvement. And that's really where the Building Effective Parish Teams module really stood out for me as a good choice for our group, because it meant that we could involve the full team and really start to talk about using that as a jumping off point to discuss how to really decentralize some of the work in the church and make sure that it's more broadly supported um, by by the full parish. So we had many parishioners participate in that workshop. How did you and some of the other participants experience that workshop? In some ways, actually doing the workshop virtually opened sort of the virtual doors for a lot of people. It took down the barriers of needing to arrive at a certain place at a certain time, and many were able to take advantage from home and even pull in spouse or family member to kind of participate with them, which actually I think worked to our advantage, which was nice. We were really thoughtful just in terms of making sure we had a couple of longer dedicated sessions, but also not overdoing it in a single day. So kind of spreading it out over a couple of days, I think, also worked to our advantage Overall, we were able to navigate the virtual environment of it with ease, and I think it gave us an opportunity to connect despite sort of being uh, all at home with the pandemic. I think that was kind of the experience of it, and overall, I think the feedback that we were able to collect afterwards was all very positive. I think everyone enjoyed the opportunity outside of a regular parish meeting or regular decision to kind of take a step back from the work that needed to be done and reflect more on how we get that work done together as a team. I think oftentimes we get caught up in the routine of like coming to a meeting and then having only a certain amount of time and then moving on and not not really talking about the structure or the work 
until the next meeting. And, and this workshop really gave us that dedicated time and space to be able to step back from any particular agenda and just talk through a little bit more about how we get work done together and um, what our vision is for working together. Yeah, and we engaged Father Paul Hodge, who is not a member of the parish, and engaged him as our parish health coach. So I think having that outside perspective was really meaningful to identify, you know, our strengths and our weaknesses as a parish leadership body. Yeah, for sure. And Father Paul has experience in this space, but he's also visited our church as a, as a visiting priest on occasion. And so he kind of knew many of us and was kind of able to envision some of the circumstances we were talking about or conditions we were talking about within the workshop because he had kind of seen them firsthand as a visiting priest as well. Right. So what were some of the immediate steps taken after the workshop in terms of recruitment or team responsibilities, how we relate to one another as a team, plans for outreach, any of those other things that come in building an effective parish leadership team? Yeah, I think one of the more immediate things that came out of the workshop and actually started to develop as a concept like within the last day of the workshop was really around the idea of recruitment and not necessarily like recruiting from outside into the church, but thinking about those of us that participate in the church today and evaluating like how we can better plan for the future of who can own certain responsibilities that are critical within the church life. And then also thinking through just rotating responsibilities too, to make sure that we're sharing responsibilities and bringing in new individuals when the opportunity to do so arises. And the kicking off point for that recruitment goal within our action plan came with an idea to really conduct a survey with all of our parish members. And so a smaller group of individuals from the workshop kind of took that as a follow-up and were able to survey everyone in the parish and be able to ask them about the different roles or jobs that they serve in within the church, kind of get input from those individuals on whether or not they felt like there were others that knew how to do this job or might be willing to do this job in the future. And I think the next step really is take those survey results and be able to map out what are the critical roles within the church and start to work towards a plan on how to make sure we've got sort of the secession planning in place to support those roles long term. And I think another piece of that survey was to kind of figure out where there may be interest from individuals to get more involved where they're not today, starting to map out opportunities for individuals that are interested in serving in, in different capacities and really share those opportunities back with them so that they are able to get involved. All of that was really around the recruitment piece. We also did have a really great conversation within the workshop around biblical literacy and accountability. Within the workshop, we were able to survey the group on each dimension to figure out where we thought we as a total group would come up just in terms of a ranking on that particular dimension. And when it came to ranking out our level of biblical literacy and accountability, we actually had a very wide range of responses versus a lot of the other dimensions were very concentrated in our answers and there was a clear consensus on where we sat. And so it was really interesting to go through that exercise during the workshop to kind of expose where people felt like we had opportunities or where they might have opened up about having opportunities personally in this space. And so we're able to kind of come out of the workshop as a result of that dialogue catering some more specific programs for our parish, depending on where you felt you personally 
sit within that. And I think the uniqueness of that is for the individuals that felt they or the parish were higher on that ranking, they're not helping to serve as leaders back for others who feel like this is a space where they'd like to have support to grow. And so it's really coming full circle about those that have ranked higher, really helping the others so that we can grow together in this space to overall become better equipped for ministry. And and the specific program underneath that goal that's kind of in a progress of being set up is a reading group for scripture and, and really starting to learn more about dissecting scripture, understanding it, building routine for reading it on a regular basis. In that space, we've got more of the teachers within our community helping those of us that have um, identified this as an opportunity for growth. So really excited about the recruitment planning and, and sort of the succession planning with that to support the church in the long term, as well as being able to bring new people into roles they might be interested in helping to support. And then excited about the energy behind the reading program for biblical literacy and accountability that was identified in the workshop. The vision would be that after going through a program, you could also become a teacher and kind of continue to serve back. With the new parish ministry, there's been a new role now for leadership development. Is that right? Say a little bit about that. We all wanted to make sure we had a connection point between the group that participated in the workshop around building effective parish leadership teams and the core sort of parish council for St. Elizabeth. With that, we kind of have stood up a new responsibility within the parish council dedicated to team development. That'll really be the connection point between that recruitment action plan step and the parish council to make sure that the parish council is brought along to help support any requests for giving members of the parish exposure to certain functions within the church and working to help make recommendations on where we need backups or someone to take on that role fully in the future. This person serving on the parish council will help to open the door for the parish council to make recommendations for who those individuals might be that would be interested in serving as backups for certain functions or potentially to take that over completely in the future. Yeah. And I think the idea is like building a deeper bench. It's not just finding somebody with a pulse to take the job so that we can let somebody off the hook, but really thinking about the strength of each member and who the people are on that bench and how deep is that bench so that we can really build out that ministry and keep it vibrant by having more people engaged and equipped to do the work. So what has been the value of the coaching engagement? What do you see as upcoming hurdles or ongoing challenges? And how does that outside perspective through a parish health coach help address those challenges and maintain accountability? Yeah, I was actually going to jump and say that the biggest value of the coaching engagement has been the accountability piece. With a coach, there's regular check-ins. And so that's kind of helping to hold us accountable to certain actions. Having a coach hold us accountable to providing updates on how we're tracking against our original action plan. And I think even with our first coach check-in, which is about two months after the initial workshop, we're kind of finding that a lot of the ideas discussed during the workshop weren't necessarily um, assigned to ownership by anyone that participated. And so that first check-in, created that venue for us to come back together and hold ourselves accountable to making sure that we had owners assigned to the different goals coming out of the workshop experience. Accountability is definitely a very valuable piece of the coaching engagement. And I think the outside perspective that a coach can bring is really the other value. And I think he was quick to catch on to what we were discussing 
but also he isn't a regular member of our parish and so he's really able to bring that outside perspective from his experience as a priest and as a coach to help guide us through the workshop experience. We'll be having our next coaching check-in here in a couple weeks. That'll kind of serve again as that check-in point to make sure that we're having that follow-through. I really do see follow-through as one of the hurdles. It's easy to have goals that are lofty and then it becomes difficult to kind of follow through on that full goal. And so we identified even during the workshop that follow through is an opportunity for us. And we've been leaning on Father Paul as our coach to really help guide us and making sure that our goals are attainable and that we're breaking them down into smaller goals so that we're able to track against them. And I think that's just a space, although we're started to try and set a framework up for ourselves, that we can be more successful in terms of follow through against those goals. It's going to be a continued hurdle for us and something that we kind of have to watch out for. So making sure that we're sequencing things appropriately so that we come to each coaching session with some realistic progress that we can kind of track against. Mm -hmm. Let's talk a little bit about consensus, which really is a core value at St. Elizabeth, and it is something that we discussed in that building effective parish leadership teams. Let's refer to St. Paul's letter to the Corinthians. We find in chapter one, I appeal to you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree and that there be no dissensions among you, but that you be united in the same mind and the same judgment. For it has been reported to me by Chloe's people that there is quarreling among you, my brethren. What I mean is that each one of you says, I belong to Paul, or I belong to Apollos, or I belong to Cephas, or I belong to Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you, or were you baptized in the name of Paul? And then later Paul writes, For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, and not with eloquent wisdom, lest the cross of Christ be emptied of its power. In reading that, I just think, oh, how often we attempt to empty the cross of its power. Not, not that it can be emptied of its power, but we lay ourselves open to petty dissensions, and we forget that unity that we have through the cross of Christ by submitting to one another in love. I know that something Father Mark says, you want unity and peace, lose every fight. <laughs> and even at St. Elizabeth, where consensus is usually within reach, we do find ourselves as individuals tempted to hold on to our opinions very tightly. We get entrenched by arguments like the color of paint or the time we should have a service or how to brew the coffee <laughs> or even over which charities we should support. And some parishes would choose to live or die on these hills and these arguments. Salimi, how would you say that consensus works? Is it worth the hard work that it takes to remember the power of the cross through Christ by submitting to one another in love? Yeah, I think in terms of how consensus works, the most important thing is really creating space to hear out the different opinions and without judgment to offer listening and to have that uh, trust there to be able to feel like you can express your opinion and kind of be heard. With that, the next phase of, of some of the consensus, especially in terms of making a decision, is really weighing those options together as a group 
And in the same way that there's trust to kind of express your opinion, there's that trust there for others to offer feedback and to offer a different perspective back to you. Embracing those perspectives and ultimately hearing one another out because that trust is there is really how consensus works. Yeah, and I would say even starting the conversation with what is the work at hand that God has laid out for us to do? What is the will of God for us in doing that? It isn't just what is everybody's opinion, but really asking the question in terms of what is the work? What are our resources that God has already provided for us to do? Yeah, that is set as the as the vision for the group, then the feedback that gets offered isn't necessarily one person's opinion against yours. It's actually that person bringing you back to that vision if they find you strength and there being the trust to do that as a group when one of us may be expressing, you know, what's more of an opinion than what is the agreed upon vision of the group. And I think with that consensus there, the idea is that we're coming back together and, and submitting to one another when there are differences, but ultimately that the goal of the group should be to bring us back to that vision of what Christ wants for us and what we can do with the resources that he's provided for us. Is consensus worth the work that it takes, especially when it comes to decision making? It can take longer when you're working towards consensus than something else, like taking a simple vote or kind of going with the first idea that gets offered up. True consensus does sometimes take longer, and it takes practice too. There's a sense of maturity with getting it right. I would say like even St. Elizabeth, we talk about it a lot, but we're not 100% there yet either. And I think over time, it gets easier and it can maybe be done faster, but initially it's especially hard and it's different. It's a different way of thinking about decision making than most of us probably participate in outside of church life. And I know for me, I kind of contrast that with the way decision making happens at work. So I think it's easy to fall into it being very difficult. And that's because submitting to one another isn't easy, but it doesn't mean that it's not important. And so for me, Putting the work in is worth it. I think in the church, because of the longstanding relationships, it really is worth it and, and it's necessary. Anything else that you'd like to add? Uh, nothing else, really. I would recommend anyone listening, if you've got the opportunity for your parish to participate in the duos program, to definitely do it. I think a lot of us are kind of holding off on things with a lot of the uncertainty during the time of the pandemic. For us, it was a little bit different. We probably would have normally had a workshop in person and would be having, you know, follow-up meetings in person. I don't think the virtual environment has actually been a barrier. If anything, it's actually opened it up for broader participation and meeting more frequently and informally. I would really encourage everyone that's maybe even thinking about it but has put it off to kind of wait until that can be done in person or it can be decided about in person to not let that be a barrier because I think the online version has been just as fruitful for our participating group from St. Elizabeth. And I also think that it probably gives an opportunity for the coaches that get involved and get pulled in to help support your parish to be kind of supporting from afar as well too, which can really open up the experience that you have through the duos program as well. So I just highly encourage to try it out. And I think we kind of talked about the different modules that are available and 
without getting too ahead of myself, we're just on our sort of four-month check-in here next month for St. Elizabeth. We are excited next year to tackle another module. Figuring out which one is right for you first is a good question, but also know that you can kind of cycle through and the program is a resource to continue to learn and find that support for your parish. Wow, I'll, I'll pay you for that later. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> So, Salimi, thank you so much for the time today. May our Lord continue his good work through you as you continue to serve and minister to those around you. Thank you for sharing about St. Elizabeth's experience with building effective parish leadership teams, a module of the intensive program in servant leadership. And if our listeners would like to learn more about this or any of our other modules in the Dulos program, go to orthodoxservantleaders.com. Thanks so much, Salimi. Thanks, Holly. 